Hi, it's Jennifer Diane Ghostin, and welcome to Once Upon a Time in Adoptee Land. You may have wondered what reunion looks like from an adoptee's point of view, or be embarking upon taking that journey yourself to search for your first family, or simply want confirmation that you are not alone in your experience, wherever you are on the path of healing and pushing through a trauma. Wouldn't it be empowering to have many of your burning questions answered here? I've known my next guest since 2004, when we worked together as detectives with the Chicago Police Department, and we just happened to share the same birth date of May 3rd. That is just the beginning of what we have in common. He, too, is an adoptee of a closed system during the 1960s in Chicago. And like me, he had no biological connection with anyone until he had his first child. We both went over four decades of not knowing our start in life. In this episode, you will meet Jeremiah, who I fondly remember sharing the news with in 2011 of a new Illinois adoption law that would allow adoptees born in the state access to their original birth certificate, the infamous OBC. He was not aware of this, but was on board to request a certificate as soon as possible, but had absolutely no intentions of searching for his family of origin at that time. Fast forward to my party on January 15, 2012, in celebration of the new law and opening my OBC in front of family and friends, Jeremiah gladly accepted my invitation to attend in support of me. Little did I know that after receiving his OBC, he would soon confide that he believed that he had found his birth mother via social media. He nor I was certain as to how to carefully proceed from there. So I reached out to Militia Mitchell, a birth mother of the White Oak Foundation, who helped me search and reunite with my maternal birth family at the time. She knew exactly what to do next. Jeremiah will share his experience of growing up in a loving two-parent home with six siblings who can never be replaced even when reunion happened for him. Allow me to introduce one of the most respectful, non-confrontational, supportive, and tenacious people I know, the one and only Jeremiah. I remember we met through the police department as detectives years ago, 2004, you reminded me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so let's just just jump right in there and you tell me as little or, or much as you want to about your story. Okay, I was adopted. I guess that's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I found out that I was adopted uh, when I was around 12 or so, one of my adopted sisters had written an essay uh, for school. And the essay was about her family. And she went on to talk about uh, her brother, um, which is my older brother, and uh, her sisters, and how her mom had lost uh, lost a baby uh, during childbirth. And then that she had another brother that was adopted. And I'm reading, reading the story of my life. And I actually, let, me, uh, let me backtrack a little bit. I found this essay. It was... Uh, in a, you're quite sure if it was in the family Bible or a photo album. But my mom, uh, you know, 
back in the you know, in the seventies, we had this coffee table in the dining in the living room, and she had the family Bible there, and then she had some photo albums in there. And I used to go just you know picking through the uh, picking through the uh, items uh, periodically. And this one time, I just found the found this art, uh, found the uh, essay, and I read the essay, and I'm saying like, adopted brother, and I'm like, okay, I'm counting everybody in the family. Whoa, that's me! Wow. <laughs> I went to my mom and I showed her the uh, the essay. She's like, "I will save that the uh, essay to tell you that you were adopted mm. and you found." Me. So I had a great childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, very loving family. I have uh, five sisters and a brother, and I'm the youngest. And there's a large gap, and I guess if I really start thinking about it, when I was uh, you know a kid, you know, there's you know, my closest sibling in age to me was nine years older than me. Mm. So I'll, either I'm thinking like, well, I'm a really an oops baby, or, right. <laughs> or I'm adopted, you know. Right. Uh, my parents were older when they adopted me; they were in their late forties. Like, so, like I said, there was a nine-year uh, gap between me and my closest sibling. So my oldest sibling, uh, they were twins. Uh, one, uh, one has passed away, uh, but they were 21 years older than me. Mm. Then my brother, he's 18 years older than me. And so by the time I came along. Uh, he had already had his all. He already had a child himself. So I have a niece. Uh, she just passed away in uh, January 2020, but we were the same age. So she was three months older than me. So we grew up like brother and sister. Uh, we were, you know, thick as thieves. But uh, you know, that's just uh, a little background on uh, how I found out that I was adopted. Right. I I want to ask you. Did you ever think that you were adopted because of the age difference, or it just never occurred to you until you found that essay? It never occurred to me, and okay. like like I was, like I was saying that uh, had I really thought about it, and I guess I was I was still young, so I really didn't know. Right. Uh, but I had I thought about it, uh, maybe I would have, I would have figured it out, or or maybe the thought would have crossed my mind. But it never, it never crossed my mind because I was treated no differently than anyone else mm-hmm. in the household. Now I will say that my uh, my mom, my mom and dad, they did have foster kids all while I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was always surrounded by foster kids, but she treated the foster kids the same and me the same too. So if, if I got something, they got something. But uh, like I said, I, it never never crossed my mind that I could have been adopted. It sounds like you were in a very loving home. Yeah, very, very much so. Very much so. So yeah, um, so now you got this information at twelve because I've always known. So I don't ever remember okay. anybody sitting me down and saying you're adopted like. I've just always known. So when I hear people say I learned at 7 or 10 or 12, I think there, there's got to be a lot of emotions that go along with learning something like that by those ages. I uh, I think that I was hurt. You know, at 12 years old, you know, to find out that, you were, that you're not a part of the biological family right. or that you weren't born into the family, I think that it did hurt. But that's just, that's just the 12-year-old mind trying to process it. Did you have a lot um, of questions? To be a police officer, I'm, I'm one of the most non-confrontational people that you'll ever meet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, any questions that I may have had, mm-hmm. I never voiced them to my parents. There are a couple of times that I did actually, you know, a, a question here or there. I do remember my mom telling me that, that both my parents were teachers. Birth, and, your, uh, both of your birth parents were teachers. Birth parents were, were teachers. Okay, right. okay. So, and that's pretty much all the information that I got from her. I don't know how much she actually knew or how much she was withholding from me. But all, pretty much all, that's all the information I ever got from, from her. Dad never said anything. Did you ever think about 
your adoptive parents, did they volunteer? So you didn't have questions, but did they volunteer any other information like the adoption agency or any like bits and pieces? Nothing? I don't recall the exact information that they gave me, but I I did believe that that I was adopted through DCFS. Department of Children's Family Services here in Illinois. So I, that's why I thought, but I think it ended up being Catholic Charities. And then in the end, uh, when I um, did find my um, birth parent, and then talking to my brothers and sisters, I was uh, actually a foster child in the house. Oh, in the house you grew up in, you were initially right. a foster I was, child. I was initially a foster child. Oh, wow. Yeah. Isn't that, yeah. did you find out how long, that's really something. I never. I didn't know yeah. that, Jeremiah. I, I think, yeah, uh, like I said, I, that, that's just information that I found out. Uh, like I said, like I said, everyone was older than me. So if I'm following along, your siblings, because they were much older, they knew. Yeah. They knew that yeah. you were adopted, and so they knew not to tell you. Yeah, no one ever said anything. So, yeah, let's fast forward, because yeah. clearly you had a good childhood. You were in what I would consider a, a large family with seven yeah. of you. We can fast forward in 2010 or 11. I'm going to say 11 one day up on the second floor where we worked in the detective division. And I said, Jeremiah, we can get our original birth certificate, something like that. We can request them. And I think you already knew. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember the conversation. Uh, I remember you telling me. That's uh, I believe that's how I found out okay. about Illinois changing their adoption laws and uh, allowing adoptees to get a copy of their original birth certificate. I think I got the information from you. Yeah. But went through the process. I got um, a copy of my birth certificate. Let me back up a little bit. You ain't got yours first. You had this big reveal party. Yeah. And I was, <laughs> and I was, I was waiting for mine to come. Like, well, no, I don't know if we applied around the same time and I or, or you may have been like ahead of me. And you're telling me, you know, be patient, be patient, it's going to come. You know, watching you go through your, your range of emotions, uh, opening, up, opening up your birth certificate. Mm-hmm. You know, then I get mine a couple of months later. Every month we had like a family prayer meeting. A family so what? A family prayer meeting. Prayer meeting, okay. We would meet at someone's house and, you know, just have like, you know, food and uh, a, a, a time of prayer. Yeah. And so when I got mine, that's when I revealed mine up to my family. Mm, so nobody and, knew that you had requested it. Right. No one knew. Wow. You so, surprised so them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I told them I requested a copy of my birth certificate. Opened it up there. And just a wide range of emotions. Seeing uh, my birth mother's name for the first time. Mm. Okay. Let, let me back up. When you presented it at the prayer get-together... You had not opened it yet? No. Oh, so your idea was to open it in front of them? Yeah, with them, yes. Right. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. My family is my support group, so I wanted to do it with them. Right. Okay, okay, go ahead. Um, So I opened it up with them. You know, they pretty much reassured me that whatever happened or whatever I decided to do, that was my... It was my choice, my decision. Right. They just reassured me that they were my family. Right, yeah. Right, so... Describe that for me. So, very, very, very small, intimate setting. My kids, uh, some nieces and nephews, stuff like that, people like that are, are in the role. This was probably at the end when we were all eating. And I just told them that uh, we were, uh, that I, that I requested a copy of my original birth certificate and it came in the mail. Mm-hmm. I probably had it for like maybe a week or so. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
said, I want to open it up to film. Right. Did, did so with him right there. I bet you could hear like a, a pin drop. Actually, uh, were people I mean, excited? I don't think they were excited. Well, no, not excited. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, more, like, like, more, just like pausing. More, I guess. More, more like, okay, wow, okay, he actually uh, got his original birth certificate, and you know, this may get some information to his family. So they were—I don't know if they were in awe or just trying to process the whole moment themselves. Yeah, because so, yeah. you know, at yeah. my party. Where, where I opened it, like I had a chance to, because I didn't really know it when it was going on, but I remember watching the video that um, Gene Strauss was doing a video mm-hmm. and watching it later and watching the faces in the room, like everybody, including you. Yeah. <laughs> like it was like everybody was, I would say just in a, like in a pause almost where, what are we going to learn? Like, what is, what does this mean? Like, so that's what I'm picturing at the meeting. Yeah, it was similar to that. Yeah. They were very supportive of me uh, going through my journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, both my parents are deceased. I didn't want to search for my my birth family while my parents were living. I remember us talking about that. Yeah. You know, just in my eyes. Like I said, my, my father told me that if it was up to him, then I would never have found out that I was adopted. To me, I just thought it was disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because, you know, they took me in, loved me. And uh, I just uh, didn't want to look for the uh, for the birth family while they were living. Before Illinois changed their adoption laws. So I really didn't know where to look. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, you know, I did, did some cursory uh, investigations, you know, trying to find, figure out, you know, roadblock after roadblock. So I think they given up. My wife, you know, it pushed me, it pushed me. And I was like, yeah, I'm, no, I'm fine. But so this is like, before like, you got the original birth certificate. Correct, correct. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it, just looking. Um, and then once I did get, you know, once the Illinois did change their adoption laws and uh, allowed us to uh, get our original birth certificate, I got my birth certificate and I opened it up that uh, that evening. And then it took me, uh, Jennifer, it took me all of, all of maybe an hour to find out who uh, my birth mother was. Wow. And uh, then I went on social media and I found on social media. You found her, her on social media. On social her, media. Facebook, her Facebook page was wide open. I remember I when you told me that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's why I was telling people if you don't want your personal life out there for everyone to see, uh, put some uh, security features on your social media page. <laughs> for media sure. Page was, <laughs> was wide open, and I saw all of her pictures. I saw, you know, I figured out that I had two sisters. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 was, uh, it was something. Uh, uh, to see, like I said, it took me, you know, maybe an hour. The, the last name was kind of common, so it took me a little uh, more digging because then, then her last name had actually changed uh, from her uh, from her maiden name. Uh, the Facebook page was there, and everything was wide open. Mm-hmm. I remember that morning. I just remember so clearly when you said, "I think I found her." Yep. And then we both were like, "What is this the next thing to do?" What? comes next and well, I... you, well, well you reeled me in <laughs> <laughs> because i was you no know, I, I had telephone numbers i had address i had pretty much everything that i needed and i was going to contact her you said no 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 stop <laughs> 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 like no this, this, this is what you need to do jeremiah it's like uh, you know you need to you know follow these steps i mean you know these are things that adoptees need to do in order to reach their uh, their birth families mm-hmm. in a proper way 
And so I, I, I followed I follow her instructions. That's how I ended up reaching out to her. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I said, I think we should reach out to Militia Mitchell. She was actually, you know, I've just known her for a while, and, and she was the one that helped me search. So I just knew she knows. Like, she's been involved with her White Oak Foundation for right. many years, exactly. and she knows, like, how to do that because you really have it's kind of like you only have one time to make yeah you got one shot right one. I, I just hope people know that you, you really want to do it the best way possible because you have that one shot so so go ahead you finish telling it the story <laughs> I, I reached out to the white oak foundation and uh making sure that that the that my birth mother felt comfortable and then uh you know just offline as we were talking offline um, you gave me some information that I didn't know. My birth mother actually reached out to Marisha prior to come reaching out to me uh, in order to make Marisha uh, made, made her feel comfortable reaching out to me. So right. I, I, that I did not know until, until we were talking now uh, as we were prepping for this. Yes, that that was news to me too, and that's pretty big. And I can see that because it's one birth mother talking to another birth mother, and Marisha was able to reassure her that everything was going to be okay because, if I'm not mistaken, your birth mom hadn't told anybody. Correct. Yeah. Um, so. I was. I was. I was a secret. Yeah. I was a secret. Yeah. So you do what militia suggests, and what happens next? A couple of weeks later, yeah, I, I I get a phone call. So you uh, send her the the, you the send her a letter right. and pictures. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. To her, in, like, my contact, in, my, in my contact information. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm actually, as we're doing this, I'm sitting in my bedroom, and I'm sitting right in pretty much in the same spot that I was sitting when I got the phone call. Mm. I'm, I'm looking at my phone, and I see a strange area code, and I knew, I'm like, okay, okay, this, I, this is her. Mm. And uh, we sat there, and we talked. Wow. So I was on the phone, and she was uh, 18 or 19 years old. No, I'm sorry, 21 years old mm-hmm. at the time. She gave me up, and she was wondering if she did the right thing. She said she was in college. You know, she didn't. Uh, uh, she didn't know if she, if, if she would be able to take care of me at the time. And I just reassured her that she did do the right thing. If she thought that she wasn't able to take care of me, that she did the right thing by mm-hmm. giving me up. And I, you know, just reassured her that I had a great childhood, had a great life. I bet um, she was and, glad to hear that. Yeah, I, I told her so like, I, I have no ill feelings or ill will or anything like that. I was like, no, you did, you did what, you, what you thought was the best thing. Right. Uh, I, I, that's what I was, that I was actually glad that she gave me a chance in life. Mm-hmm. Because you know, she could have aborted me. Right. Even though abortion at that time was illegal, you know, the people were still doing it. Mm-hmm. So I told her that uh, no, I appreciate that, you know, that she thought enough of me to give me a chance. Right. Did she know your adoptive family at all? Like, did she know uh, where you were, what happened? No. Okay. But I, this, this is what I will tell you. The world is a small place. Mm. Things are, life is a very small, circles intertwined. I guess that's the best way I can say it. So true. So I'm looking at her pictures on Facebook. And there's a picture of her in the kindergarten graduation cap and gown standing on the porch. And I'm like, wow, I've seen that porch before. I've seen this cap and gown before. So my sisters who are 21 years older than me, my family, uh, before I was born, they grew up in a uh, neighborhood called Princeton Park. Mm-hmm. And all the houses look alike. Right. And there's there's a picture of my of my twin sisters at their kindergarten graduation standing on the porch in that kind of gown. 
my birth mother grew up in Princeton Park. She's 21 years older than me. My twin sisters are 21 years older than me, and they grew up in Princeton Park. They were crossing paths. They were there. So they were they were in the same they're in the same kindergarten class. Oh no, you just gave me chills. Yeah. You just yeah. gave me chills. Yeah. Your twenty one year old older twin yeah. sisters went to school kindergarten with your birth mom. Yeah. When did you and find I don't, that? I, don't, I don't know I don't know if they were in the same class. Right. They're the same age. Grew up in the same like I said, they were Yeah, like, that community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, grew up in the same community. I was just looking at it like wow. It's like the world yeah. Then the world just kept getting smaller. Like the more we uh, talked and dug into our past, the world just found out that the world's a really small place. It so is. Crossed so many different times. Mm-hmm. The high school that she went to, my brother went to the same high school. Now there, you know, there's a, a three-year age difference, but the, my brother went. To, they went to the same high school, so they were they were at the high school at the same time. What high school is that? Harlan. Harlan, yeah. Harlan. So she she went to Harlan, and my my, my brother's 18 years older than me. He went to Harlan. Mm. They know the same people. Right. The, the world is a small place. And it's just, just really like odd, like how many instances where I saw that, okay, wow, okay, know them, know them, know them. Like, mm-hmm. wow, I'm just surprised we never met. Right. Her her daughters, my sisters, they both went to Kenwood High School. My wife went to Kenwood. Mm. Are they this, around <laughs> the same age? No, so they're, they're uh, my, my sister's younger than me. My wife is a little older than me. So my wife didn't know them. I'll give you a story. One day I'm having a, uh, I don't know if it's a barbecue, maybe Fourth of July barbecue or, or parties. And so, you know, I invited my, you know, invited my birth sisters uh, over, well, uh, the one that was living in Chicago at the time. So she comes in, and my wife's cousin is sitting at the table. My wife, you know, she walks, hey, 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 Don, how you doing? So they were in high school at the same time. So my wife's cousin went to the Kenwood also. Mm-hmm. And so they knew they ran track together, <laughs> to each other. <laughs> you know, like like I said, it, 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 <laughs> I know, I know. It's, yeah, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very much so. All you got to do is talk to a person for a little while, and then you mm-hmm. see who you have in common, who you know in common, and then same high school, grammar school, or. Yeah. Yeah, like the same community. Because Princeton Park, I can picture it so well. I know a lot of people that lived in Princeton Park, mm-hmm. and yeah. and they're crossing paths. They know each other. That community, I know. In the, yeah. I'm thinking in the '70s because I went to school with some some mm-hmm. friends, classmates who lived in Princeton Park, yeah. and then Harlan. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, yeah. So I get it. So you um, you reunited with your maternal side. What about your paternal side? Did you? birth mom tell you who your dad is i have very limited information okay uh, from her in regards to who my father might be okay she gave me a name and once she gave me the name i did some research and was un- unable to find anything on him right, in regards to him mm-hmm. and i haven't uh i haven't really pushed the subject since then it's like something that she really doesn't want to talk about okay. and again like i said earlier i'm not a very confrontational person so you know she has to give me any information, any information, and I haven't pushed the subject at all. Right, and you haven't done a DNA test. I have. Uh, oh, you have. I've done, I have done a DNA test with uh, my ancestry. Okay. Pretty much every every person on that comes back uh, as a relative is on my mother's side. Yeah. There was one person that came back as a possible first or second cousin on my father's side. I reached out to her. She initially reached back out to me and said, "Oh, wow, okay, cool." And then I haven't heard anything else from her. Mm. 
<laughs> Before I retired, I thought I was a pretty good detective, you know, like I really thought I would dig, 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 because I'm so curious. And um, and I know you're... you were a good detective. <laughs> well, thank you. And I know you are too. And Militia Mitchell, when she describes finding her her daughter, her, the daughter she placed for adoption, wanted mm-hmm. to know her father. So when she was on the search for her daughter's father, it was like he didn't exist. He had not been in contact with any of his biological family. Wow. I'm talking his mother, his sister, for 30 years. Like he, It was like he dropped wow. from the face of the earth. Yeah, and so Militia being who she is, she's like, I'm going to find this guy. Like, she is a detective um, from another world because <laughs> she found her daughter's father. But it was not easy because it wow. was like, yeah, it was like she couldn't even believe how he had just kind of just disappeared. But she found him. And so my point is, there's always Militia, as good of a detective as we are. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa is amazing. So, but I'm glad you did the DNA test. It took me five years to finally do it to connect with my paternal side, but it was really a good decision. Um, Yeah, I learned so much about that side of my family, and I think it's always about connecting the pieces. I mean, it's not like you're necessarily going to have a relationship with family of origin, but it's good to know who's who. Figure about so. I just wanted to ask you a couple of questions. Um, do you ever think, I don't know if you've heard this term, in the fog. Some adoptees use it, some don't. But it's to describe just kind of not being in tune to being separated from our original family. And is loving, because I came from a love, loving home, too. I, I had really good parents and my, all my extended family. I just It was a good life. And even still, I wanted to know my original family. And I think I was in the fog. I, I called it um, just like not focusing on on that. But later at 40-something years old saying, I, I, need, to, I need to do this. So do you think you were ever kind of not really thinking about it and then all of a sudden it hit you that it's important? I don't know if fog is a good term for mm-hmm. me anyway. Right. Like I said, I was curious, but I never really fantasized about, like, okay, who's my birth family, and what are they doing, and what happened, mm-hmm. and why did they give me up? No, like I said, once I found out, and once I got the initial shock as a, as a 12-year-old, um, I was pretty much, okay, yeah, you know, I was adopted. Like, so what, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I just, I just moved, you know, moved on. Um, then, you know, here and there, I was like, you wonder, like, okay, you know, what, what's she like, or what's, she, you know, what's my birth dad like? A couple times here and there. And then after I got married, that's when my wife was like, you know, maybe you want to look for your uh, your family. I was like, no, I really don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she nudged me to, uh, to start looking. And like I said, I did do, I went on some websites, did some searches, and you know, put some posts out there saying, they were born on May 3rd, 1968 in Aurora, Illinois. They were black. Any information on uh, who uh, the mother might be, stuff like that, uh, mm-hmm. websites like that, and, and just you know, turn up data after data. In. So I really never uh, pushed it further than that. And then, like I said, when the uh, when the more changed her adoption laws, that's when I pushed a little bit further. Especially after talking to you, you mm-hmm. you've been a great inspiration. 
Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. That's why I am so public and open, because I think there are people that just need to see that, that they're not alone and that we have a choice whether we search or not, and we have resources. I think, um, yeah, for me being connected to the community, I've learned that. I mean, there's so many other people we can go to for help and assistance and guidance, such as Militia. So what is the most valuable thing you have learned about being in Reunion? Well, everybody's coming in in the middle of the movie. (laughs) So I'm walking in uh, into their lives in the middle of their movie. And they walk into my life in the middle of a movie. Mm. So all of my past experiences, they don't have part of. They're not a part of it. I'm right. not a part of their past experience. So you have to be sensitive to the fact of you don't know what happened to them in their lives prior to you coming into it. They have to be, be the same with me. Now, being coming into the, uh, into the middle of someone else's movie, you just got to be sensitive to certain things. I that's, like you know, how you put that. Yeah, you're coming into the middle of the movie. So you, you, there are a lot of things that you missed. Yeah. A lot of twists and turns that you missed. So you don't know what their life has been like or what happened to them in the past, their hurts, their joys, all that, all that, uh, everything. Did you yeah. have, did you have a lot of questions for your birth mom? Or did she um, just volunteer stuff that was sufficient? Don't know if I had a, a lot of questions. Uh, just, just you know, pretty much the basic questions. You know, when I met her, you know, like I said, I, I had already done some research on my own. So I did ask those questions. Like, do you have any more kids? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I already knew the answer to that. But aside from that, you know, she, you know, she pretty much you know, told me uh, both of her parents were, were deceased. She has, uh, she has a sister and two brothers. They're uh, still living. They're still living. Yeah, they have kids. Like those are your first cousins. Stuff like that. Yes, mm-hmm. and. Her sister doesn't have any children. Uh, her two brothers, they do. And I've met some of them just like in, in casual passing. But I really don't have too much of a relationship with her brothers. Her sister, I have a relationship with her sister. But uh, her brothers, not too much of a relationship with her brothers. You know what? I, I don't know why I didn't ask. Because you all have met in person, correct? Yeah, so initially, like I said, I, the first time I met her uh, was over the phone uh, when, when she called. Right. She's a retired CPS teacher, a Chicago public school teacher. Okay. Uh, once she retired, she moved to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has two daughters, and we don't have the same father. Okay. One of the daughters was still living here in Chicago, and the other daughter was in Georgia. Mm-hmm. When uh, I initially talked to her, she said that you know, she had told me that she hadn't uh, divorced her family, that, uh, that she had a child, that she had given up for adoption. She had told no one. Uh, and I, I, I don't know if that's totally accurate. Because okay, I'm quite okay. sure that our sister may have known, that brothers may have known. I don't know if that's the case. But I know, I, I know that she didn't tell, that she didn't tell uh, her daughters. Right. So she, when we, when we talked to the phone, she said she, that she had to figure out a way to tell her kids. Mm-hmm. Tell her kids that, that they had a brother. Uh, so she did that. And I was on vacation in D.C. with my family. And I got a phone call from uh, from my sisters. Uh, mm. So, and we talked for the first time. Wow! So that was, which, which is pretty cool. So you know, Jennifer, we share a birthday, May third. Yeah, we do. <laughs> One of my sisters, her son, his birthday is May third. Wow! Yeah, so your yeah. nephew is May third too. My nephew is May third. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So, coincidence, yes. Mm-hmm. My youngest 
daughters graduated from grammar school, they uh, uh, would come up for, for, the, uh, for the graduation for my youngest daughter. Okay. Your and sisters and... Yeah. Okay. So I was just thinking, your two sisters are coming to Chicago. Is that what it is to, for the graduate, no. somebody's graduation? No, uh, one sister lives here. Okay. The other, well, she did live here. She, she recently moved to California. And then my other sister lived in Georgia. Okay. Uh, the sister that lives here, uh, her daughter was graduating from eighth grade. Okay. Which was graduating from eighth grade. My birth mother was coming up for the eighth grade graduation. That's when we all met. Oh, I get it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that's, that's the story. Yeah. For the first time. For the first time. So wow. At the graduation. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we met then. Describe that. How did how did that go? Do you I, look like her? I don't think so. You don't? <laughs> Do you look like your sister? I no, I don't. They they look like her. There's a resemblance with them to her, so I'm I'm going to assume that I look more like my father. Right. I, I do I do see some features here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall I don't think I you know, like I think we have like the same goals, uh, maybe. But uh overall I, I in my opinion I don't think I look too much like her. Right. Was she emotional? She was emotional. Yeah. Um, her her sister was, I think, was more emotional. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, she was emotional. Actually, she was more emotional during our first phone call mm. when, we, when we talked initially. It was a, a little time between that phone call and us meeting, and we talked in between then mm-hmm. uh, on, on numerous occasions. So I think you know, we had a little time to try to settle in with the whole aspect of uh, of us reuniting. Right. The emotions weren't as high, but they were there. Mm-hmm. I can see that. What would you share with those who are interested in searching for original family? Pretty much uh, expect the unexpected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, uh, one of my sisters, she told me, remember, you, she always tells me, remember, you found us. <laughs> I, I, that's a running joke. Every, every time there's something that happens uh, right. in the family, she's like, <laughs> she's like remember... <laughs> But yeah, I just pretty much expect the unexpected. Go with the flow. If you expect something, it may not be what you expect. Mm-hmm. And what you don't expect, you may get. I like that. So be prepared for anything uh, with, with the journey because mm-hmm. you never know what you're going to find or you never know how things are going to turn out. Uh, but if, if that is something that you really uh, that you really want to pursue, by all means do it. I always do it because some people have questions they want answered. And I don't necessarily think that I had all of those questions that I, that I need to have answered. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, there there is always like a little piece of you gnawing, saying, okay, you know, go find out, go find out. And I think all adoptees have that piece in them saying that they do want to find something out, but they may not want to fully explore it. Right. I agree. And so, and so you know, if you're not ready, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. But if you are ready, by all means, go go forward with it. My sister, she ended up adopting two girls. Mm. And so her oldest daughter, she came to me. She's like, okay, you know, I want to find my family. And like, I, I told her, like, okay, this is how you get your, uh, your original copy of your birth certificate. This is what you need to do. And she did it, and then she didn't do anything else with it. Mm-hmm. She didn't want, you know, she, she just didn't want to pursue it anymore. And that's okay. Right. That's as far as you want to go. That's as far as you go. Mm-hmm. But if you want to go further, then you go further. Yeah, I agree. It's your choice. And just I think just having the choice is empowering. You know that you exactly. could. I had someone, an adoptee, said when she asked her adoptive parents, 
with a supporter and searching and they said yes, then she didn't even want to search anymore. <laughs> she just really wanted to know that she had their support, you know, so. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. And, you know, you feel one way today and then a week from now you feel something else. Exactly. But you have the exactly. choice. Yeah. Well, I've enjoyed our conversation. Is there anything I didn't ask you that you want to share? No, I think I think we've covered a lot of like, uh, this afternoon, uh, Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, uh, I really appreciate the time. Um, like I said, I just uh, enjoy what you do. Um, you've been a great inspiration and a great help to me. You know, just keep up, uh, keep up the good work for everything that you're doing. Well, I thank you as well, and and I just remember, I don't even remember the day I learned that you were an adoptee like I was, but I know I was probably pretty excited because we do share the same birthday of May, th- date, because I'm a little older than you, <laughs> but uh, May 3rd, we had in common and detectives with um, Area 2 Chicago Police, we just were like right there, you know, together, and the adoptee piece just... <laughs> and and I and I want to really thank you for your your support. Uh, coming to that party was huge, and I think there were two adoptees in that room that I know outside of the adoption community that okay. it meant everything to me for both you to be there. So, all right, well, uh, we may talk again. I may ask you to come back. Would that be okay? By all means, <laughs> by all means, I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Jeremiah. Well, thank you for having me. When I reflect on the guidance nine years ago Jeremiah received from Militia Mitchell on how to approach his birth mother, it's a reminder of the importance of being connected to the adoption community. There are allies to assist adoptees towards making contact for a reunion. We often have one opportunity to make it our best attempt at connection. Once Militia was contacted by Jeremiah's birth mom, their conversation set things in motion for a successful reunion with him. Another thing that sticks with me is how Jeremiah's access to his OBC created an opportunity for him to visit the idea of being in reunion when he initially wasn't open to it. After overcoming one hurdle, then another step or action comes into view. As adoptees having little or no access to information for decades, often it shuts us down. But as we gain one thing, like obtaining our OBC, then momentum builds for us to go a little bit farther in our journey. Next thing you know, we get closer to our first identity and more truth about our birth family. Thank you, Jeremiah, for taking the time to have a conversation with me. I look forward to having you back because there is so much to your story worth sharing with the community. I'm glad you found the essay written by your sister and the start of you putting the pieces of your beginnings in their proper place. It's no small task to be open, honest, and public about our adoption experience as adoptees. But you saying yes to help someone else know that they are not alone will make a huge difference in the world. If you would like to share your adoption journey in an audio drama, please visit jenniferdianeghoston.com or onceuponatimeinadopteeland.com. Thank you so much for being here, and be sure and follow me on Instagram at onceuponatimeinadopteeland.